what's up? It's Katie Kremitzos. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. This podcast is here so that you have easy access to education, strategies, and an entire community of fellow women entrepreneurs who are just as ambitious and high performing as you are. I believe that our businesses are vehicles that we get to use powerfully to design lives that are purposeful and profitable. But guess what? That journey is not a straight line, which is why this podcast and the entire Biz Women Rock community exists, because this is where you're going to find how to continue dealing with and showing up for all of those ups and downs along your journey. So welcome. I am so honored that you are here. If you haven't already... I invite you to come join our free private Facebook group, bizwomenrock.com forward slash group. In there, you're going to find thousands of other high-performing women entrepreneurs just like you who are passionate about continuing their business journeys purposefully. So come on and join us. I look forward to getting to know you there. What is a branding archetype and why is knowing yours such a phenomenal and practical tool to help you in your business? Those are the questions that we're answering on today's episode. And in order to do so, I brought on the incredible Diane Diaz of The Brand Teacher. She's been a member of the Biz Women Rock community for a while, came to the 2017 Biz Women Rock retreat, and has since been a member of the Biz Women Rock Academy. And through her involvement in my community, I've seen just how passionate and talented she is at helping women entrepreneurs clarify their brands so they can better communicate their message to the world and thus attract more clients to them. So when Diane asked if I wanted to take the brand archetype assessment before our interview, I hopped right on it and told her we could use me as a mini case study to not just talk about the archetypes, but to show it. During today's conversation, we discover that my primary archetype is the hero. Not so surprising, huh? And my number two and number three are the magician and the explorer. More importantly, however, is our discussion of what all that means and how I can use this information to help me show up more in line with my brand every single day. I pick out two pain points you might be feeling that would be the perfect reason to utilize this brand archetype process. Number one, if you're confused about where you are right now or where you want to go. Or number two, if you want validation that the quote unquote normal path of success may not necessarily be the one for you. Bottom line, taking the time to do this branding work is incredibly worth it. So let's bring on the amazing Diane Diaz. Diane Diaz, what's going on, girl? Hey, Katie. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm excited. Usually you and I are in the same state, yes. meaning <laughs> the same type of weather. But as of this moment, you're in Florida. I'm in California. We are across the United States type of ladies today. Yes, absolutely. Banning <laughs> the continent. Weather. <laughs> yeah, a little bit different. Banning the globe. <laughs> oh, man. So everyone listening just got to hear a beautiful introduction about how awesome you are. So I just want to cut right into the heart of this entire conversation, which is all about branding archetypes. Let's start very basic. What is an archetype? Let's explain that first. And then I want to talk about why is it even important for us to talk about branding archetypes? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. I like that. I like, I'm a teacher, so I like to start at the beginning <laughs> with things. So archetypes were sort of 
I guess, developed or postulated, however you want to word it, by a Swiss psychoanalyst psychiatrist by the name of Carl Jung. So he created these 12 archetypes, which are basically what he said was a sort of unconscious patterns or forms that are common to everyone. And they sort of come to life through human stories and characters. So they're sort of these stories that we live out through our lives and there are commonalities among them across all people. And so they show up in people, they show up in literature, in art, even in religion. He developed those, but then Carol S. Pearson, who is a modern author and educator, she sort of brought them into the branding realm. So kind of applying them to brands cultures, leadership. So she kind of brought them into the more modern world. So they're basically just ways of categorizing, I would say, in this instance, people. If you were to think, for example, of the class clown or the jock when you're in high school, kind of that sort of thing where we're sort of categorizing them based on the stories we know, stories that relate, sort of resonate with us. Got it. And that ultimately end up giving us mm, a little bit more of a robust picture of maybe something that's behind that. Talk about why creating archetypes and understanding our own archetype is important when it comes to branding for our business. Oh, yes. That's such a big subject. So I feel, for my opinion as a personal brand strategist and someone who works with people to find and develop their personal brands, I think everyone should work on their personal brand. But in particular, with regard to entrepreneurs, when you're building a business, I've encountered a lot of people who think, oh, that's just my business. It doesn't, it's not me. You know, I, I have my own personal brand and then my business is separate, but really it's not right. So when we're building a business, we are interwoven into that business. And especially when, you know, unless we're huge, like Nike or Amazon or some company like that, they're doing business with us personally. So understanding our archetype and these underlying themes and stories that guide the things that we do, when we understand those, we can put out messaging that speaks to our audience in a more authentic way to us. It's going to engage better with our potential clients, our right fit clients. And it's going to come across as authentic to our audience because people can pick up on when you're not being authentically yourself. So when we understand what our archetypes are and we say, oh, ah, now I understand why I do this, this, and this, we can create messaging and materials and offerings and things that resonate with our audience as authentic to who we are. I love that. And of course, you listening, like this idea of being able to use some sort of like a questionnaire that ends up sort of putting us into categories. Like that's not a new thing. You know, we've got the Myers-Briggs, we've got the DISC program, we've got all these like personality assessments. And this is something very similar that we can easily then use that information to translate into our business. The interesting thing about this is that I highly recommend if you find yourself to be a little rebellious, just like I do, meaning like, oh, yay, this is fun to take this assessment. But like, that is not all me. Like, I, I find myself getting like really triggered because I'm like, I don't want to be fit into the box, right? How I would encourage you listening to approach this is like one really awesome tool to help guide you to figuring out a little bit better on what your brand really is and how you can infuse that into your marketing. So it's a really positive tool. And in order to demonstrate this, Diane has allowed me (laughs) wonderfully. As a matter of fact, she kind of nudged me and said, Hey, would you like to do this assessment? And then we could talk about it on the show. And I said, Oh man, you know how much I love being put on the chopping block and being put up through all this So we're actually going to go through the assessment that I did for Diane and she's going to kind of like talk about what my results were. 
so that you can see in a practical sense what this translates into. And then we're going to have a really impassioned conversation about what this really can mean for your own brand. And again, using it as a guide to help you chiseling down more and more to discovering how you can better and better communicate your personal brand. So Diane, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Bring it on, girl. Okay. <laughs> I love this part too, because when I do this with my clients, I find that it's it's not often that they didn't know that this would be the result, but it gives a lot of aha moments. Sometimes you kind of know, but you can't articulate it, right? right, so right. When you read this, you're like, oh, sometimes too, when I work with my clients and we go through their assessment, they'll say to me, well, I don't think I'm really that archetype. And then I'll explain, well, okay, you do this. And then you showed me this and then this happened. And they're like, right. Because oh. you know, <laughs> we, we can't really, we're in our own heads, right? So we can't really see it. That's why I love this because it's like holding up a mirror so you can see your true self and the stories that live in you. Yeah. So I, lo- I love this. So for you, dear Katie, <laughs> your number one archetype is the hero. <laughs> no surprise to me whatsoever. And by the way, of course, if we look at your website or any of your materials, you've got that woman in the cape, right? The superhero. So really and truly, I mean, it is no surprise that that is your archetype. But what I do want to point out is there are 12 archetypes. We all have the capacity for all 12 of them. It's just that some of them show up more completely or more strongly than other ones at other times. And when you do this assessment, you get your top three archetypes, but you also get what they call your latent archetype, which means you have the capacity for it, but it's kind of hanging out in the background. You are able to pull on it when you need to. So understanding what that latent archetype is and then understanding when and how you might use it might make you more aware of certain situations where you might call upon it, right? So it's all about awareness here. Got it. So, well, can you, Diane, can you go through and maybe give us a brief, super brief definition or just a description of what each of those archetypes are? Because for you listening, I think it would be really important for you to just see like, oh yeah, like you can start identifying yourself in some of these that you hear. So can you go through some of those? Absolutely. And I just want to give a little credit too, because I, I'm certified for this particular archetype assessment through an organization called Culture Talk. And they developed, they didn't develop archetypes, but they developed this particular system. So when I'm sharing with you some of these words from the archetype survey and things, it's it's there. So I just want to give credit where credit's due. So what we have is, here's the 12. So we've got the caregiver. So this is the type of person who is sort of a comforter, obviously caregiver, meaning they give care to others. They care about helping others and they make people a priority in the things that they do. Then we have the ruler. So this is a person, as you might imagine, who, I mean, the names are pretty self-explanatory, but this person likes to take control. They're natural leaders. So they will often rise to leadership positions. Um, They like to use authority and influence to make change. Then we have the creator. Oftentimes people who are artists or musicians will come up as the creator. So they like to pair art with science. They sort of create things of beauty in the world. They like things that are refined. Then we have the every person. The every person is sort of that guy or girl next door type of person. Their important things are fairness and justice. They're very honest, very real, very hardworking. Then we have the lover. I like that woo-hoo. one. Um, yeah, woohoo! I like all of these. Like, um, yeah. I don't know if you're doing this too, but like every single one, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to be that one. Oh yeah, I want to be that one. I, like I know. That one. <laughs> yes, I know. They're and they're all super interesting, and and that's why it's important to understand we do have the capacity 
for all 12 of these. Right, right. So the lover is all about feelings and experiences. They like to build relationships with people. They like to create long-lasting memories. As your listener is hearing these, try to think of people you know who might fit into these categories too. Yeah, definitely. Then we have the jester. This is one that I always thought I would be, but I'm actually, it doesn't come up that highly for me, but it's someone who loves to laugh. They laugh at the world and about just about everything. They're very playful and spontaneous. They like to make people smile. Then we have the innocent. The innocent is someone who is full of optimism. There's someone who sort of sees always the glass is half full. They're sort of idealistic, and, but their kindness and simplicity are very important to them. Then we have the explorer. And I should say too that that was your number three archetype, the explorer. Nice. And yes. And the explorer is someone who seeks out adventures. They like to sort of go off the beaten path and check things out and kind of be free. Then we have the sage. Sage is actually one of my top archetypes. The sage is someone who has wisdom to share. They like to learn and then they like to take that knowledge and share it with others. Obviously, I'm a teacher, so that makes sense. Perfect. (laughs) Then we have the revolutionary. Revolutionaries are sort of rebellious. They don't like to do things by the book. They think rules were made to be broken. So they want to step outside those boundaries. And then the magician and your second archetype was the magician, which we'll talk about in a moment, why I think that's a good fit for you. (laughs) (laughs) They like to make your vision a reality. They, They are often people who create change for other people or for companies or whomever, but they are very transformative in nature. Hmm. And then finally, we have the hero, which again is your top archetype. They are very disciplined and focused and they like to sort of come in and save the day and create sort of a stronger world and be the hero to people. So those are the 12. It should be no surprise that like everything in my language is like, we will rise together. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> exactly. You're exactly right. I mean, it, your brand, if you look at it and you look at the language and also the imagery, it is very much the hero, which is great. I mean, you're really living out who you are, but also you can pick out other things that you're doing that fit into the other two, yes. your, what we call your supporting archetypes as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Okay. So walk us down. So if somebody were to take this, this assessment and then they get their top one and like, what is, we'll talk about it through me as a case study. What are we looking at through me? And then let's talk about it in practical terms. Like how does this really show up? Right. Right. So for you, and, and I don't know if you had much of a chance to look at the whole report, but I love this report because it really gets into not just, okay, how does this show up, but it gets into how does it show up in I'm just flipping through your report here, but how does it show up in relationships? How does it show mm-hmm. up at work? How does it show up when you're in the zone, when you're not in the zone? It also gives you these levels of development. So I was reading through these levels of development and this is if you're really developed in that archetype, which you are, you're at level three, which says that you, it says along with strength, valor, and stamina, you have learned to temper your hero nature with a bit of humility and a measure of gratitude. You see that you can serve many and may take a passionate cause or opportunities to overturn injustice on a large scale. You also realize you don't have to leave your home to be a hero, which is so funny because you don't leave your home to be a hero. <laughs> no. awesome. And sometimes I don't even leave the closet. And this sometimes is, this is you where, know. <laughs> which is where I'm podcasting from today. <laughs> closet podcast. Closet cast. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it talks about communicating. So how it might show up in your communication, what you might like to spend time doing, 
It also, if someone is maybe trying to figure out, maybe they're starting a business and they're not quite sure, okay, I could go in down this path or this path with my offerings, or I'm starting a business and I, I actually have two different disciplines or things that I like to do, what sort of business. It talks also about ideal careers. So it might give you a sense of, oh, this might be a better fit for me because this is my archetype. Because for me, obviously, it says teacher. For you, Katie... It says, I love this. It says, heroes show up in almost any profession where they can inspire people to rise to new heights. Mm. You may find yourself at the helm of a nonprofit, the head of a surgery unit, or the front of a classroom demonstrating how personal strength, passion, and commitment can overcome injustice and fuel accomplishment. And if you think about it, while you're not literally a teacher, you are the head of a classroom and that's the biz women, right? You're the head of that classroom. I love it. So really and truly, that's you being the hero. I I love that. It just, it shows up so clearly. That's so fascinating. I want to pinpoint a moment as to when doing this work and really asking yourself these questions and wanting to work through this stuff and and using this tool can be really powerful. If you are feeling confused about how you are different than the 20 gazillion other people who do what you do, that's the time to do this work. Diane, I'm going to totally point you out here that it is not a secret that last year, so in 2017, towards the end of 2017, I went through a really low low and was really questioning, like, what am I really doing? And even though from the outside, everything that I was doing looked quote unquote successful, I was really doubting a lot of how I was doing stuff and what was I doing and what was my real purpose here and all that sort of stuff. One of the things I did feeling really desperate was like, I need to do some inside work to figure out who I truly am and what I, what my message really is and what is, you know, what, what is the big purpose and why is that different than any what anyone else is doing? And I wish that I had known that you had this at that point. I did not know that you had this and, and it would have saved me so much time. Not because I wouldn't have done the work. I would have done the work, but it would have given me a template to walk through. So I wouldn't have had to figure out that whole template myself. And ultimately what comes out on the other side of that is so much clarity about who you are. And I'll speak for myself, who I am and why I and chiseling away at all of those things that really get down to the core of me and giving me language around that. It's really powerful. It's so powerful. You're absolutely right. I think when we get stuck like that, and we all get stuck like that, I think it's helpful, like you said, to have... It's not that you're not going to have to still do all the work, but it gives you a starting point and a frame of reference, sort of like looking in the mirror or having someone hold the mirror up for you and point out for you, Yeah. Oh, you have this, you have this, you have this. And then you go, oh, okay, now I've got something to work with, right? So that I know what path I need to take. That's actually one of the things I love most about this and, and why it applies. Not It doesn't just apply to entrepreneurs. I think this is good for professionals because even professionals who don't work, you know, they don't have own a company, they work for someone else, they get stuck too, right? This sort of a thing is great for entrepreneurs and professionals and frankly, anybody who's looking for that clarity of meaning, clarity of a path, clarity of just huge ahas about yourself so you can message yourself better to your clients, to your audience, to whatever you're doing, right? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the messaging that this can help. So use me as an example. So we know my most outstanding archetype is the hero. What does that mean for my messaging? What does that tell me or how does that guide me towards how I can message in a more effective way? 
Right. So, and when I work with my clients on this, when we do this archetype assessment and we go through this personal brand process, that's one of the things that we do is we start out, you know, go through their report and then we sort of validate the results of it to make sure it does this feel accurate for you. And then we identify the stories, actual real stories that they can think of where they might've been living as the hero or the magician or whatever their top three archetypes are. And then we get to this thing called the word wall. This is where we together using their assessment and what it says about the different archetypes, the wording used there, but also a thesaurus, a dictionary, Google, whatever. We come up with words that fit with their archetypes. And these are, and it could be, I mean, you could come up with hundreds of words, frankly, but these words are the words that they can actually use in their messaging to message their true authentic self as they come up. So when you're messaging and you said, you made a comment earlier about saying, you know, we will rise up together. And that is you being the hero because those are the words rise up is a heroic phrase, right? right? So you're using words that fit with your archetype. And so if you aren't clear of what messaging to create or how, or what words to use, and I know writing is hard for a lot of people, I struggle with it sometimes too. When you have this word wall, you can sort of pull from that and start crafting this language that is you. And then it comes across as you, but fitting with what you know are your underlying stories. So it's very authentic to who you are. It feels more right to who you are. It's going to speak to your audience more authentically and connect with them more deeply. I love that word wall. Yeah. You mentioned one of your steps in your process with clients is really like identifying stories that are in line with and showcase the archetype. I love this because in this day and age, you know, we had Don Frazier on the podcast yes. so long ago talking about, that. Yeah, talking about storytelling and how really, you know, she talked about beautifully the actual structure of a story and how to create story so that you can infuse that into your marketing and your messaging. And this is just such a great way to actually go deeper with that and to make sure that it's sort of like making sure that it fits in line with how you would naturally show up to do things. It gives you a little bit more of a template for that. It's just really powerful. So then do you help clients turn around and take those stories and help them use that in their marketing to impact like the particular offering that they have? Or how does that work? Right. So what I do is I go through this brand process with them and then they leave that engagement with this validation. They've identified the stories, the real stories for them where these archetypes have shown up. They've created the word wall. And then we work together to create a tagline or a personal mission statement that encapsulates who they are so that now they have this way of saying, okay, this is me. And then I'm, I'm not a designer, nor am I a copywriter, but they can then take that And go to, if they're designing a website or they're going to design a logo or a landing page or any copy, they can bring that to whoever they're working with or if they're doing it themselves. It's a starting point for all of those things. But I've had people bring these to photographers before when they're doing headshots and say, you know, this is what I'm trying to capture. It's such a help to the creative person because they need to find out about you before they can deliver to you what fits with you, right? So this is a way for them to quickly, and they still, they'll still get to know you, but this is a way for them to quickly understand where your personal brand's coming from so that when they take photos of you, they can capture that. Or when they design your website, they capture... Because we all know when we go to someone's website and we see it and we think, well, that's not really like what I know about them in person. Or you get some sort of communication from them and you're like, that doesn't really sound like the way she normally talks, right? Right, right. When we can write in the language that's us, 
which is coming from these archetypes, then it's going to sound like us. And then our audience, they feel that and they know that it's true and authentic. So what does it look like when our top three archetypes are playing together? And let's use me as an example. So what are my top three archetypes and how do those supporting the number two and number three, like give me a realistic snapshot of how that actually shows up in Biz Women Rock. Right. So as we said, your top archetype is the hero, which now, again, if we work together, we would validate this. You and I together, yep. we would talk about how is how does this show up? When is the time when the hero showed up? When did you do something that was heroic? And we would talk through all those things and do that for the other two. So your top archetype, the hero, I feel is a good fit based on what I know about you and just the language that you use. I know when you're trying to inspire other women and I know from being in your Facebook group, when you're trying to encourage someone, I mean, it very much feels like the hero. So then I would say the other two archetypes being the next one being the magician and then the one below that being the explorer, those sort of support the hero. So they come in. So it's almost like your hero is sort of your foundation, if you will. And then the other ones just kind of come in a little bit here and there to kind of flavor it up. They're like the seasonings, right? They kind of give it spice. So your second one is the magician and the magician is all about change. Like helping other people to see change. So for you, again, I feel that it's very fitting because when you work with someone and I hear it, I hear it almost every time you talk about when you've worked with a client and the change that you've helped them see through your masterminds or your individual work with them or heard people give you testimonials, it is about that change that you help them create. So you are helping to facilitate the change that happens in their life, their business, their world. So that's very magical, not magical in the sense that it doesn't have a foundation of reality, but it's magically transformative, right? Right, right. So that's where that shows up. And then the explorer is interesting because explorers, as I said, they sort of want to seek adventure. And you can think of adventure as going on a hike, or you can think of adventure as you're starting a business, right? I mean, that's an adventure, right? So yeah, (laughs) yeah, a little bit. (laughs) So I think that's very fitting because you, and I'll just use me, you know, as an example of somebody who's kind of working with you, came to your retreat and, you know, is in now your Biz Women Rock Academy, you're helping me to explore worlds unknown to me, right? You're pushing me out through your explorer archetype and that coming through and what you do, you're kind of pushing me to try out new things because you're exposing me to that. So that's how you're bringing that to my world. So you can see how those three archetypes are all kind of working together, but with the hero being the number one, because ultimately you're creating or sort of literally and figuratively masterminding these heroic events for people, right? Right. And then with the support of the magician and the explorer kind of filling in the spaces and pushing people along. I love this. And I'm going to bring it back to reality for a second. And so that you listening can really feel like how powerful a tool like this can be. Where I see this, I'll point out another pain point as to why you might be ready for this. If you don't know, if you're confused on like what your next steps are in business or for your business model, like if you know, if you're like, ah, like I know I need to be going in this direction. And yet for some reason it's not really clicking and I don't know why. And I'm a little confused about where I'm supposed to be right now or what the next phase is. This could be a really powerful tool because here's what I am hearing when you say this. Oh my God, knowing these about me would actually help me validate what I think my next business model or or what my next phase of business should be. Because, and here's why, we can often times, I'll speak for myself and you guys can raise your hand if you want. I oftentimes start 
feeling like, okay, I like this general business model out here. And in online business, here's what a general business model progression might look like. And so therefore I seem to be following that so far. So I'm just going to keep on following that. And at some point it doesn't feel right. At some point it's like, that's not jiving for me. And being the explorer, I'm like, yes, I want to go out and kind of create my own path, but I don't really know what that is. Like Mm -hmm. doing an assessment like this would actually help me validate the fact that it's okay that that's not my business model. You know what I mean? Correct. Yes. And give me a little bit more clarity on like, well, according to this hero in me and according to the magician, like what might that be? And it can actually get really creative and fun to sort of start giving yourself permission to brainstorm on what that might look like or what the next evolution of your company might look like. Absolutely. And that's a good point because you might be thinking through some offerings and maybe one of them provides so much more transformation for your client. And that's the one because after all, you are the magician and the hero. And so if you're trying to decide between this and this and this and this, then you say, okay, well, it makes more sense then. And that's why I feel more strongly pulled to this because I am the magician. It's part of my archetypal profile. Right, right. Uh, Yeah. I love getting into practical about this because so many of us can think like, this isn't worth my time to do right now. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to tell you, if you are feeling frustrated in your business for any reason, it's usually because there's lack of clarity around where you are, who you are, or where you want to be going. And a tool like this can really help you distill all that down into something that really makes sense and gives you tons of ahas. So oh, I love this. It's such absolutely. a great tool. I've never used this with a client and had them say to me, well, that was completely pointless and totally wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That has never happened. They almost always say, wow, that is so 100% accurate about me. And then they get all these ahas about why they're coming across a certain way and behaving a certain way in their business with their clients or whatever they're doing. So it's, it's always informative and very much provides a lot of direction. So as you can tell, I'm super passionate about what Diane does. And I really believe that there's such strength in it. I come to you over and over again, talking about how powerful and how important and and vital it really is to know you in your business. Diane is such a great resource and you have such a great tool and process to take people through in order to help them understand them in a really unique way that is ultimately empowering to help them move forward in their business goals. So Diane, talk a little bit. I know you mentioned a few of the the pieces of the process. If you could just give a walkthrough of what it would look like to have you walk somebody through this branding process. Sure. So what we would do is we would first start with the actual assessment. So they would complete the assessment and you completed it. How long did it take you to to complete that? Oh my God, like not even 10 minutes. I was actually quite, quite shocked at how fast it was. Good, good. Yeah. So they'd first do that, complete the survey, which is the assessment tool. And then I get a copy of that and then I go through it. And they, of course they get a copy, but then we work together. So I like to do a little process where, again, because I'm a teacher, so some of it is we're working together and some of it is they have homework because they've got to really think through some of these things. So we work together first to just talk about the top three archetypes that came up for them. But then beyond that, we do what's called an inventory where we go through the top three and we kind of inventory different things about that archetype that they feel does apply to them. And we kind of inventory those beliefs, habits, attitudes, choices, whatever it is that relate to each of the top three archetypes. And then interestingly, each archetype has what we call a shadow side, meaning that if it shows up so much 
and very heavily at, at any time. Sometimes it has not really negatives, but like almost like it's too much, right? So right. we talk about that too. So for example, I'm the sage. That's one of my archetypes. Funny enough, my top archetype is also the hero. <laughs> but <laughs> my third one is the sage. Sages can sometimes tend to be overly critical. So that could be, that's a shadow trait. Mm, got it. We talk about how does that resonate, right? So we do this inventory about each archetype and its beliefs and habits and how they apply to the individual. The next thing we do is we, and this is part of the validation to make sure that my client would feel like, yes, these are accurate. And I feel like they really do apply to me. So we're just kind of validating against what what we really know. Mm -hmm. And we might find through validation, we might find that, for example, you might say, well, I really think I'm really more the magician than the hero. And that's okay because this isn't an exact science. You really have to validate it against what you know. Right. So then we start to walk through stories. And I love when I was getting ready to talk to you about this, I was thinking about that interview you did. uh, Was it Dawn Frazier you said? Yeah, Yeah. Storytelling. I was thinking about that because I love to work with that idea of stories too, because it is part of who we are. Stories are what we connect with. And so we pull out real stories from my client's life that apply to each archetype. So I might say, Katie, what is a story where you showed up as the hero? Or what is a story where you felt like you were the magician? So real stories from your life. So we can really pinpoint and validate you living these archetypes and make it real. Love it. So then once we do that, that's when we then do the word wall. So that's now, the word wall. Got it. That's the word wall. And yes. that becomes such a good tool to just grab from if you're like, hey, I need some ideas on like what kind of email I can write or, you know, uh, a podcast episode I can put together. That becomes a real or a post that I could put on social media. That becomes a really great way to start grabbing that information. Absolutely. Yeah. So we go through and we, we look at the report, we pull out words from there, we go through the stories that they wrote down, we go through the inventory we did where we were validating. You can also use a thesaurus or a dictionary or whatever. And you could literally have hundreds and hundreds of words. And, and in fact, you could keep building upon this word wall. It doesn't have to stop when we are done working together. They can continue to add to it and sort of have this wall to pull from, this word wall to pull from, like you said, when you're trying to message something. So then after we do that, we go through these, creating these belief statements. So we create three to five statements that reflect their deepest values based on what we now know about their archetypes. And then these all start with, I believe. So I believe, Katie, for you, it might be something like, I believe that every woman can be a success in her business, right? So that's very heroic, right? Or I believe that you can get real transformation through masterminds or something like that, right? So you, we would create these belief statements and they sort of guide you and relate uniquely to how you see what you do and who you are and how these archetypes resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Then my favorite part is when we create the tagline or the personal mission statement. So this is a short tagline, a phrase, a couple of words, a statement that sums up who you are, but harkens back to these archetypes. So it really pulls in those personality traits that are present in these archetypes, but in a way that is uniquely you in a statement. And this statement could be used as your social media blurb. It could be used to introduce yourself on a podcast or at a networking event. So it's just a way to... Just like when we think of just do it, we immediately think of Nike. And then the just do it... By the way, Nike is a hero archetype as well. So that might be interesting to know. Yeah. (laughs) So just do it 
that sounds very heroic because heroes push us to do better, right? So when we create this tagline, it's something that you can kind of always have in your mind as this is who I am. This is me kind of encapsulated into this statement. So it gives us sort of an anchoring point, if you will. Which is one of the most challenging things to do, by the way. Oh my gosh. Me trying to come up with my tagline for my website was like the catalyst for me going and doing all of this internal work. I was like, oh my God, I can't come up with this tagline. (laughs) I know it's hard. It is. And so like, it makes sense that that's an end result and and towards the end of this whole process for you, because you kind of need to do all that other work in order to allow just a few words to fully describe you and what you're doing. Absolutely. And then what's great is once we go through all this work, as I said, they walk away with all of this language and understanding around who they are and what the stories are that run through their life that they can then share this with any creative that they're working with, website designer, logo designer, tagline writer, copywriter, whatever. And that person can capture their essence without sort of these missteps. And certainly you still have to go through the iterations and all that, but it gives you a starting point rather than just kind of pulling it out of thin air. I just love this. So you obviously can hear that I'm super passionate about using this as a tool to help extract the best of the best of who you are and what your business does and how you are inserted in that so that you can get that message out there. You don't have competition. You just get busy doing your thing and it's a lot more clear about what you do. So, and obviously I brought Diane on because I believe in her ability to do this wholeheartedly for people and do it in a really profound way that helps you get tools that you need to be able to strengthen your branding and your messaging out there. So I will make sure to have a link to Diane's website in the show notes. Diane, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And thank you for going easy on me on the the (laughs) archetype assessment. I thought you were going to come here and be like, okay, here's what you're not doing well. Here's what you are. Oh, no, that's the interesting thing with archetypes is there's no right or wrong and there's no better or worse. As I said, we all have the capacity for all 12 and it's just a matter of which ones come across more strongly. And then sometimes we have to also pull from the ones that aren't so strong and use those when we need to. I love it. I love it. Diane, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. If you would like to have more information about how Diane can help you go through this process, Diane, where can they go and get more information about that? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to have a little download for everybody that's just a summary of these archetypes so you can sort of use that as a guide if you want to try to guess which one you are. Obviously, if you take the assessments, more accurate. But for that, you can go to thebrandteacher.com slash archetypes. And then you can reach me, of course, at thebrandteacher.com. And you can also email me at diane at thebrandteacher.com. And you can find me on Facebook at The Brand Teacher. Awesome. Or just tag her within the free private Facebook group for Biz Women Rock and she will be more than happy to answer it there. I'm right there. (laughs) I love it. Diane, thank you so much, my dear. Oh, thank you so much, Katie. I truly enjoyed it. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I never take it for granted that you, a very busy and high-performing woman entrepreneur, listens to the Biz Women Rock podcast. If you got any value out of today's show, if there were any aha moments that you had, I would so appreciate you turning around and sharing it with another woman entrepreneur who needs that aha as well. From me and the entire Biz Women Rock team, we'll see you on the next episode.